Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. Today, we're speaking with Emmy Lou Burchette of Burchette and Associates, a strategic marketing firm based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Emmy Lou, how are you doing today? Fine. Good morning. So you've been working with MHI on a new report called The Transformation Age, Shaping Your Future. Uh, what, what can you tell us about the report and your efforts so far? The Transformation Age Shaping Your Future report is the third publication in the Roadmap series. The focus of this work is on identifying trends that will impact the material handling, logistics, and supply chain industry over the coming decade, and also to provide insights to leaders on ways they can best prepare for this dynamic era. In uh, conducting this research, we did a lot of interviews with industry leaders and trend experts, and also conducted a good bit of secondary research on published material on key topics. What kinds of questions did you ask? The first was, how will you shape your company's future? Secondly, what will your firm of the future look like in 2030 and 2040? What tools will you use to achieve your vision and reach your growth goals? And what key trends, global factors, and market influencers will be important to monitor and leverage as you move through this time? And what were the findings? Well, let me tell you a little bit about the report and how it's set up, and I can take you through the findings. Um, we took that research and created uh, a report that is six sections, and we built a website to be dedicated to this work. And that website is structured so that you can navigate and explore topics in any way that best fits your interests. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about what we found, sort of some highlights, if you will. In uh, the first chapter, we call Shaping Your Future, and it's all about leadership and vision, the need to communicate with key stakeholders around where you want to take the company. During this time period, it's going to be very important to be responsive, adaptable, and flexible because change is going to continue to happen and there's going to be a lot more of it. Uh, another important finding is that we need to move away from traditional business models, the sort of siloed approach, and move toward a more integrated and, and uh, collaborative environment across the organization. That's going to be very important. So I would say a couple of uh, key trends in that chapter are that action is required by leaders and that um, new business models are required. So that's the first chapter. The second chapter is called uh, Firm of the Future. Can you tell us about what's covered there in that chapter? In the Firm of the Future, we looked at the workforce and the workplace. In the workforce, uh, one of the interesting things we found is that we expect a lot of turnover in top positions over the next two to three years as those leaders plan to retire. And that will be felt differently in different organizations. But one theme that runs through that is younger leaders emerge, they will bring different expertise, different talents, and a different tolerance for risk and change. And they'll have new digital tools with which to monitor and manage risk. 
In terms of the uh, workplace, um, communication infrastructure is going to be ubiquitous. It's going to be very important um, and tied to all kinds of new materials and textiles. You want the new production numbers, uh, the way you're going to get them is likely to touch your desk or table or wall or turn on a function on your augmented reality glasses. We also looked at office environments. Um, the world of cubicles and a few corner offices is going to fade away. Um, people, we're going to need to use more collaborative workspaces, get people out of their offices, out of, uh, away from just screens and working together. Um, another thing that was interesting is people uh, really want to be able to control their environment in terms of heat, uh, light, humidity, all of those things. So we need to build in those kind of controls in the workspaces um, more than we have in the past. That is actually something we're hearing more and more of, and I, I, I reckon that there's a lot of people who would absolutely agree with that, with that statement. Emmy Lou, the next chapter is tools, and it's very comprehensive. Can you give us an overview of each section? In tools, we focused on um, innovation, uh, smart automation and technology, and data and decisioning tools, as well as some other topics. In innovation, we focused on the need to test and learn, repeat, test and learn, repeat. Uh, successful companies are finding that in developing new products and services, it's better to test it, have prototypes, learn from early stages with customers, enhance those products rather than having a longer design phase um, untested. In smart automation and technology, we provide highlights for nine or 10 different kinds of technologies, everything from drones to neurotechnologies, um, and provide information on where we think those technologies are going to evolve over the decade. Um, one of the things that was important in the findings there is that there is no one single technology. Certainly everyone needs different types, but no one technology is going to be the answer. The real value lies in the use of multiple technologies with integrated data streams. That's where you'll find the greatest uh, impact. So think about that as you are uh, adding new technology to your facility you will find that it may not be the first technology, but the magic is in several together. In data and decisioning tools, uh, again, we highlight a whole series of those. Um, certainly, artificial intelligence uh, combined with IoT is going to be um, probably the leading impact for the decade. Machine learning is going to um, rapidly increase in power and value and will we'll, we'll impact other technologies as well. We also have a subsection there on uh, technologies to watch in the digital realm, things like 3D technology, DNA computing, uh, exascale, which is 10 to the 18th, which is a lot of power and speed. Um, and these are things that may not have immediate impact, um, but are definitely going to be important over the time period. We also looked at packaging and labeling. Uh, New materials, lighter weight materials, um, are going to help in the packaging sector a lot. And the information that labeling can capture and provide will have a big impact on the uh, supply chain. In transportation, we found uh, four sectors that trend experts really believe are going to be 
the most impactful during this time period. Uh, the first being electric vehicles. So much progress has been made in batteries and in lightweight engineering of vehicles. We expect to see a lot more light and mid-weight trucks and vans in use. Certainly the consumer sector will see growth as well. But the batteries allow these vehicles to go much further than they could before. Charging infrastructure needs to be expanded, but it's already growing. So uh, that, that will be an important sector. Uh, the second one is package and cargo delivery by drones. Certainly a lot of that will occur within large facilities and we expect to see it between buildings in large complexes as well. Passenger drones are, are certainly are being tested, but we don't expect them to be in the mainstream until 2040 or later. Um, urban freight is an area of a uh, lot of focus. A lot of great research is being done in that area by a number of different universities, um, as well as, as a lot of uh, package delivery companies. In the past, transportation has focused on some mainstream strategies, um, but what we're seeing now is more segmentation. So a highly uh, dense urban area may use three or four different delivery uh, modes to get a package to like a multi-tenant building. We'll see more uh, blocker systems in buildings rather than delivering to 600 offices in that tower, you may be delivering to a locker system. We're even seeing that locker system concept being discussed in research for residential areas. So this tool section obviously covers a lot of ground um, and we'll have different things of interest for people. This is all really good information and to make sure that our viewers are receiving this data and able to digest it. I just want to do a quick recap. Uh, the tools chapter has sections on innovation, smart automation and technology, data and decisioning tools, packaging and labeling, and transportation and freight delivery. The, the next chapter isn't broken up into sections like this one is. It's actually 10 smaller categories. So could you give us an idea uh, what it's about? Uh, just to tell you about a couple of them, in the human factors uh, section, there um, is a category called wellness, well-being, nutrition, and fitness. Um, and it's the combination of these things that's going to be a powerful preference factor for consumers. And that's going to deal with things like how things are packaged, um, how food is um, preserved, um, what kind of equipment can support fitness, uh, clothing that supports those things, uh, textiles that protect you from the sun. Um, all of those kinds of things um, are going to be an important influencer in this time period. Another example uh, deals with natural resources. Critical minerals are used in batteries and in the generation of wind and solar energy. With batteries being in higher demand, those resources are under strain. And in fact, by 2023 or 2025, we really are gonna to need to replace some of those lithium-based batteries uh, with nickel uh, and other minerals. So that, that's something we've gotta watch because with progress comes use of resources and those will need to be replaced. And then the next chapter, Global Marketplace is similar in that it's you know smaller categories instead of big sections, but uh, what are some of the key areas of interest in, in this chapter? 
if you look at demographics from a, a total uh, Earth standpoint, we will, there'll be certainly more of us, no surprise, but we'll be older as a group and more diverse. Um, the growth will be different uh, in different countries. With that, we also looked at the rise of Asia that has the largest regional economy on Earth. As the countries there continue to grow and get stronger, we expect that area to really be fueling the new global marketplace of the future. So a lot of different factors there. And in fact, some topics that we looked at in any single chapter, we looked at again in global marketplace from a different perspective. Um, in the last chapter, we looked at the new space economy. And this is an industry that um, a lot of people know about, but they don't really pay attention to in terms of how it can impact their industry. And there's real value here for the material handling and logistics industry. Um, it's a large sector. Today, it's valued at about $330 billion, um, and it's forecasted to grow to $1.1 to $1.7 trillion by 2040 by Morgan Stanley. Uh, and it's not really uh, just about launching rockets and going to the moon. It's about discovery, innovation, and information transfer. There'll be new processes, new materials, uh, satellite constellations will continue to provide new markets because it will open up areas that didn't have those kind of communication tools in the past. It's about manufacturing. It's about mining. Um, so all of these things will have um, information transfer that will impact uh, other aspects on Earth. Amy Lou, we're covering a lot of ground, and no doubt this report has many chapters, many sections, many categories, all good stuff. Um, but as you reflect on all of this data, are there any key themes that stand out to you or key themes that are emerging throughout the report that perhaps we should highlight? Yes. Um, first of all, I'd say the transformation age is characterized by change, and that change is going to continue. Um, so operating in the same way is not going to be successful in the, in the future. New game plans are required. Companies are going to have to act and adopt new, new business models. Um, secondly, a lot of technology and digital tools we've been hearing about for some years will reach a new level of commercial viability. Um, I think that's going to, people will find that the value will come from the use of multiple technologies and the integrated data streams um, that they'll get from those. So the big value comes from that combined uh, solution set. And third, transformation requires change. But change isn't always negative. With a new course comes opportunity. And that's one of the things that was clear to me um, in talking to industry leaders is there's a lot of optimism uh, and excitement about this time period. Well, I tell you, Emmy Lou, before we draw to a close, I want to thank you so much for being with us today, uh, for your work on this project. No doubt it'll be a huge benefit for MHI's members and, in fact, the supply chain community. Uh, for you, the listener, like Emmy said, the report is structured as an easy-to-navigate website. So we invite you to go to mhi.org slash transformation age, mhi.org slash transformation age, and see what jumps out at you. Share it with your team and, of course, start an internal discussion. Use this to your benefit. And of course, don't forget to subscribe.
so you never miss an episode of MHI Cast. Thank you for listening to this MHI Cast. At MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to the next level of success. Thanks for making us part of your professional development journey.